Cheers, Charlie. Cheerio. Cheerio. That sounds terrible. How was London, Corey? <laughs> London was fantastic. You know, I was staying in Covent Garden. Actually, my, my British accent it's, sucks. It's terrible. It's really, it is terrible. Although, um, <laughs> I was doing a lot of thanks, mate, or like when we would get out of the cabs. The black cabs, thank you very much. Yes, and the, you're, it's bigger too, right? It's, it's like bigger. a lot more spacious. Um, they were actually really cute. The, I, the ca- I feel like London cabs are a moment. They are a I'm moment. I'm like, New York, what are you doing? Yeah, no. What are, what are New York taxis, you need to get it together. I need space. Um, <laughs> but, you know, because we would hear them talk or whatever, or hear them speak. And by the time we got out of the cab, that's when I would, the accent would come out and they would just always. I know look people at were me looking at you crazy and ignore, ignore me. But I have a cute little story. Hey guys, it's Corey Murray with Yes Girl. And it's Charlie. And this is Yes, yes Girl. Girl. Welcome. Corey just got back from London, you guys. I just got back from London. And clearly we're catching up. Yes. Um, Tell us your story. One quick story. So 12 years ago, I went to London. It was my first solo trip. Actually, my only solo trip. And I went to see Jamiroquai. I know I've loved Jamiroquai. Oh, my God. But when I went to see (laughs) him for the Love Box Festival, I must have looked like a sad puppy walking around, you know, the festival. And these three girls, I befriended them. We started talking. And so we ended, and I got to the festival hella early. So pretty much by the time he went on stage, I was best friends with these girls, right? Aww. 12 years later, we met up. This year? This year, just on Monday. They still Monday live there? night. They still live there. No. Yeah. Jackie Campbell, Eunice, and Carol. So You guys kept in touch for We kept years. in touch. But what was even funnier was me and Jackie keep in touch on Messenger, on Facebook, and we hadn't spoken in 10 years. What? That was, I thought it was a typo, but I looked and said the last time we were communication was in September of 20, 2008. Facebook keeps all those receipts. I know. Though. But I, in a way, I was happy that they were there. The Aww. receipts were there. So in a, we met up and it was just really beautiful. And I was like, wow, just that one experience made us stay what together. What did you guys do together? So that week, when, you know, 12 years ago, they showed me all around London. They even told... <laughs> Eunice reminded me how much I was trying to find like um, a bay a bay like i was going to <laughs> like, ethiopian restaurants bay, i was going yeah. to indian restaurants like i was all like i am going to find a british bay i'm going to get a man and they were like did you find them and i said no i end up you know <laughs> having a child with a haitian it's fine from <laughs> but brooklyn still, you can, you it's know, fine you know you know but it was just funny that i had all these plans but yeah well what's the first thing i asked you when you came back i said corey did you meet british bay because okay y'all i'm just gonna put corey's business out there a numerologist what three years ago or two years ago yeah. now, a psychic, like the celebrity psychic numerologist came to Essence and gave us all reads. And I'll never forget, they said that Corey's what, Corey was going to meet her, the man of her dreams internationally. So I've been following Corey around the office to her first day back from every trip ever since. Like, did it happen? Did it happen? Because she also told me I'm going to have twin girls, which clearly didn't happen yet. So I'm just trying to see but if this woman But that's just a matter was, of time. I know. I will claim it. But that's why I'm like, was this woman full of shit? No, I know. <laughs> I know. That was now three years ago. Let me know, you guys. Do you guys trust a numerologist? Who yeah, gives you a reading? Yeah, like, let, yes. Tell us the astrology thing because another person told me 
she met an astrologist there, a tarot card reader. Oh, I love those. And she went, she met her like years ago and she came back and went to the same person and kind of had a check in. I've never done it because I'm always scared they're going to tell me like the day I'm going to die. And that well, freaks me out. Well, I think you out. can just be like, to be clear, I'm paying you. So what I don't want to know are the following. That's true. <laughs> I think that's how you go in there. That's like, true. Let's have this make this a positive experience for everyone. No, but I don't do a lot of it. But I have. Feel, I feel like some people are scammy. So, but I do love the internet astrologers, like the people who give you like the twit, the mystic lipstick, all the people who give you like good reads on Twitter and Instagram, and just mm. let you know when Mercury's Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, and I did to believe in Mercury rec- retrograding yeah. for the first time two weeks ago. I really believe. But in let that. us know, you guys. Hashtag Guest Girl Podcast. Where do you get your spiritual? guidance your yes. cosmic guidance your from. cosmic guidance where do you and do you believe it <laughs> you know because one time this lady i went in for like one of those on the street tarot readings and she was like okay so you know this is level one this is what you're like 50 dollars gets you i'm gonna tell you a couple things and it was all bullshit and then she was like if you really want to unlock your future this is the 500 hundred dollar package and she was like you go to a church and light this candle i stay here and look into your crystal i'm like are you serious are you serious you want me to take this little pillar you want me to take one of these over to a church, light it while you cash my check and mm-hmm. go to Target? <laughs> Not Target. I mean, but like, she probably would be. What is she probably would but be in anyway, Target. Anyway, happy another week. Yes. End of summer. I know we've been saying end of summer, but now it's officially. We're in the last week of August. No, it's not official because I'm technically a summer baby and my birthday is September 19th. You're right. So we got a good three right. weeks. Well, it's the end of August, guys. It's the end of August. It's- I remember that, too. And I was like, wait a minute. It's not It's not over. It's not over. We miss you guys. This week was um interesting. Corey, yeah. you missed a lot. I missed a lot. So I'll recap it. Like you said, I was, I was away. I will say this. If you're in London before October, go to the National Portrait Gallery. They have the most amazing Michael Jackson off-the-wall exhibit. I learned things about Michael Jackson that it was... It, it wasn't like gossipy things but just a new lens on his impact his global impact so even if you think you know michael you don't know michael you don't know Michael. well what it is you don't know how much he meant to the world Mm. that's what it is yeah you're not gonna i mean there's certain things you're gonna find out like um him and elizabeth taylor were extremely close like we know that that they were close but like when she died like her nightstand table she kept his obituary like the viral program Yes. Bedside? By her bedside. There was another picture she had of him. I mean, this was next to, like, pictures of her family. Like, this was her nightstand table. But they shared a bond, like a soulmate situation. Oh, that's deep. So that's all I want to say. That was really good. And I participated. Well, I didn't participate. I don't want to get that confused. What'd you do? I experienced Notting Hill Carnival. What is that? That's like the West Indian Day Carnival. But in Notting Hill? But in Notting Hill. All I know about Notting Hill is that it was a great movie with Hugh Grant was, and Julia Roberts. <laughs> this was Hugh Grant and those people were not there. But it was a lot of West Indians. It was really cool. I went to a sound system party. It was really, really cool. London, y'all ready for me? So <laughs> tell me what happened. I heard about um, Cardi B. Yes, you heard Cardi B post nude. And she looks... I saw this picture. She looked good. Amazing. Good for you, I Cardi. I didn't look that way after I had my baby, so... You know... What is with the pressure of showing your post-baby snap back so soon? Like, all that matters is that you eventually snap back. But I feel like this time clock on it, like, I got to get up a photo that shows I've snapped. That's so stressful, right? It is stressful. I I don't know. I couldn't. I don't know. And also, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't. I just wanted to keep wearing the the pregnancy jeans. They were so comfy, weren't they? They were. I really wore yoga pants, pregnancy yoga pants. They were the best pants ever i see pregnancy pants in the store and i'm like that must be so nice after a steak dinner like 
is am I would I be the only person in the world to shop in the maternity section of Target? Because those dresses just look like they are so flowy and fun. I'm not being I'm serious. I know you are. You want to just a little what does Beyonce call her fupa? We need room for the fupa. We need room for the fupa. The room for the fupa. But anyway, a few things this week. Aretha Franklin's funeral, Corey, which you are attending. I am attending. Is I am happening actually today. flying there today to attend the funeral on Friday. I just want to say, I know we're all mourning Aretha and I think it's beautiful that people are lined up in Detroit and have been for days. I also just love that she was clear on her goodbye outfit. Those red Louboutins. Did you see the picture? I saw the picture. I've read now it's not completely gold. It's a gold-plated casket. She's, I mean, she looks good. She looks good. I love that she, in her last moments, was like, I'm going out like the diva of all divas, and you better believe it. In Detroit, a friend of mine, uh, shout out Hyun Kim, he's in Spain, and he and... uh, you know, one of my really good uh, friends, one of my besties, Rhonda Thompson, we were trying to all hang out after the London trip. But I was like, oh, I got to ready to read this Franklin funeral. And he was like, man, you should celebrate the living. I said, this is a this is going to be the ultimate black person homegoing. Ultimate. I am not going to miss that. I'm here for it. And also, I'm, I'm a huge Aretha Franklin fan. So I really am honored to go and show my utmost respect. I think the crowds are going to shut down the city. I don't think Detroit is ready for the number of people who are probably feeling exactly how you feel. Like, I'm going to be there. I've been seeing the people walk through just for the viewing. Mm-hmm. They're crying. The lines are outside. And y'all, I will be online tomorrow when I get there. I mean, I'll be online later today as soon as this plane lands. Well, I can't wait to hear how it was, Corey. Who do we have on the podcast I'm week? actually very excited about who we have on the podcast. Bobby Brown. <gasps> Bobby and Alicia Brown. I was getting See? My bad. I was, I was I doing my you whole, up. Okay, you, you know, was teeing it no, up. Okay, right. no, okay. No, we tag teamed it. I'm really excited, you guys, because, okay, if you don't know me well, you will get to know me and you'll know that I love a love story. But a second chance love story, it really moves me. And I remember thinking, like, you know, because I love Whitney. Y'all know this. My Lord. I love Whitney so much <clears throat> that I didn't think I could ever love Bobby with anyone else, despite, you know, everything that went down. You know, especially after all the documentaries and everything. But I... Was so happy to see him find love again with Alicia and have, you know, children and really just get a fresh start. And it served him well. And we got to really see that in person. Right, Corey? And it was really a moment. Like, they are adorable. And when you're around them, you can see their love for each other. You can see that they're best friends and each other's support system. Right, Corey? They were just fun. Stick around. You're going to hear it. But the fact they knew each other before. Yes, before he ever knew uh, Whitney, before any of it. And it's like a really good meet-cute, as yes. I like to say. Like yeah. a cute, cute meet-up story. Um, but I just really was vibing off their couple energy. And we're talking to them because the Bobby Brown story is going to be on BET. I'm so ready. September 4th and 5th. Two nights. Two nights. Like the new edition story was three. This is two, but this is the next part. This is what we wanted. This is. It is. <laughs> this is the Bobby Brown story. I think y'all. for anybody who had a question, like, why why didn't they go there in the new edition story? Well, it was because the Bobby Brown story was coming. And I've seen half of it. I heard tea will be spilled. <sighs> so much. Everybody I saw who went to the preview or the premiere, they came back like, <gasps> the tea. There were some things that happened. I can't wait. So, Charlie Pan. Corey. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> One of my favorite couples is here. OMG. And I feel like I've been living with y'all because I've been talking to you, you have. since the summer at, at American Black Film Festival. Essence Festival. Guys. Who's here, Corey? Bobby Brown. Hi. Alicia Brown. Woo-woo. 
The Browns. <laughs> yeah, the Browns. Yeah. He's the Browns. <laughs> and we're in New York with that. He's the real Browns. Welcome, you guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us. You we guys just came in here glowing. <laughs> I can see the love. This is uh, a moment. You're in sync. Yeah. Is we try a little, to be. Um, vacation for y'all? We try, anywhere we go to work, we make we, we make it a vacation. We you try know? to make it fun because you know being away from the kids, it's hard enough, and work, you know, it's yeah. always. But coming to New York is always like super fun. So yeah, it is. Yeah, we yeah. try to have some fun along with lots it. lots of food, you oh. know, some Cuban food, some you know Chinese food, before, which I want tonight. Before we they came in, we were just fighting. Food. What were you about to eat? Because it's really significant every meal. We went to a Cuban spot yesterday. and Time to switch it out? Yeah. It was Havana, uh, Havana Central. Central. Oh, down Times in Times Square. Square. The bomb diggy. What? Yes, yes. No doubt. Yes, Is that yes. the one with the corn? The Mexican yeah, oh, corn? Oh, yes. Oh, you know about that corn. I know all about that corn. Yes, yes. I think there's one in like Soho. There is. There's one in Soho. One and in there's one Brooklyn. Brooklyn. See, I know all about yeah. that corn. Yeah. <laughs> Say no delicious. more. So you're here promoting the Bobby Brown story. Yes. I'm so excited. September 4th and 5th. But I want to know, and I know we've talked about this from some before, but... The Bobby Brown story is supposed to come before the new edition story. Was that is that true? No, 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 no. The Bobby Brown story was. Um, I mean, I wrote my book, you know, before the um, new edition story, you know, came out, and um, I had planned on doing a feature. Mm-hmm. I had planned on, you know, um, going straight to theaters with it, and then I then I really realized that you know, there's so many people that that watch BET that. Um, and BT needs that context, you know, to you know um, uprise it. I mean, I, I love BT. BT is, you know, probably my favorite channel. <laughs> Tune in. Okay. It, with with no. all actuality, to give kind of a little bit of the history, the new edition story came about years and years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, over ten years ago. Yeah. Really? And, yes. Um, and it was with BT always, and I think Hudley was there at the time, right? Yep. Am I right for quoting that? And um. Then it kind of went away for a bit, but he was a big supporter of it. And then uh, they went back in and wanted to dust it off and came back to the to the gentleman and new edition and um, said, you know, what do you think about let's bring this back to life? And um, we kind of then went in for script rewrites and really the timing was everything so it was by then already bobby and i had been in our own production discussing who would we go to for the bobby brown story so it kind of all manifests perfectly it was the timing for new edition and then with that deal we were able to create our deal for the bobby brown story and so here we are i guess that's what i meant like Mm -hmm. jesse collins did say when the new edition, it was always a plan to come out with the Bobby Brown oh, story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was definitely. always a plan. Because yeah, there was so much more to see. Because I remember we were watching the new edition story. And one of the things I loved was the buzz and the excitement with everyone learning different parts of the story that they didn't know right. before, you know. And then I kept waiting for it. I'm like, but there's so much more to Bobby's story. Like, you know, you want to hear more about everything. Everyone, yeah. And right. so this is great that you're giving us this. Yeah. Because we just wanted more. Right. Three nights wasn't enough. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know yeah, if you guys yeah. saw, but we did a gallery of, like, all the men of new edition and their wives and, like, where they are now. Now, mm-hmm. they clicked on that gallery all for months. It was wow. just like the excitement just kept going. So congrats. Thank it, you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a beautiful thing that they have all these legs now. And yeah. um, the support has always been there. So we're glad we were able to give you the Bobby Brown story. And you returned and to Woody. We can't Yes, wait. I yes, returned Woody to Woody. Killer. 
I mean, you 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 can't you can't um, take away from something that um, was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he played me well. I think he um, embraced the character and the person and the man, and um, he was able to dance. So you know, <laughs> I mean, his vocals ain't too good. I'm sorry, Woody. I I don't mean to tell anybody, <laughs> oh but God. you know. Um, but if you go to Woody the Great, you'll see all of the things that he um, he embellishes as, as far as a, a talent and, a, you know, uh, an entertainer. Alicia, what about Woody McLean's performance of Bobby Brown reminds you of your husband? <laughs> yeah, there were quite a few moments, but the... Really? F- oh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> yes. I mean, there were times, you know, when I was watching Woody and it was like I was watching young Bobby. And you guys will learn a lot more about Bobby and myself and how we met and how young we were when we met. So to watch him become Bobby, it was just surreal. Really was amazing. The mannerisms, the the sweetness of Bobby but then putting it on when he got that stage. You know, Woody just had that down. The swag. And his walk, the swag. It's yeah, crazy. He learned, he, learned, he learned that swag. He was totally on point. It. Yeah, you, you got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, New Edition. New Edition was always great. Yeah. But Bobby always shined just a little. No offense, everyone else. But just shine no offense. a little. That's no offense. You know, Bobby. Facts are facts. Facts are facts. There's no lie. Um, yeah, don't, yeah. don't let me start getting my yeah. cockiness back. I, I, <laughs> I, bur- I buried that a long time ago, you know. Yeah, he definitely had a little bit of a different swag. Yeah. You guys are also business partners. Yes. And, and everything that you do. So how much involvement did you have on which parts of the story to tell? Like, how did you decide as a team? Like, you know, we're telling the story, we're telling that one, et cetera. Well, that that was the easy part, yeah. you know, because you know we wanted to tell the absolute truth. We wanted to to bring um, my reality from what I've been through in my life to screen. Mm-hmm. So with Jesse Collins, Jesse Collins understood that, you know, we're going to be hands on, mm-hmm. and we're not we're not we're not trying to fabricate a story that is um, Hollywood. We want the raw, gritty, you know stuff that you know I really went through and 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 how I had to you know um work hard at becoming a better man and and I'm still working God's still working with me and he's not finished by a long shot but um knowing that we was working with a great writer and a great director mm-hmm. you know and and it just it just all came together we all played our part we all did our parts to make sure that the truth came out on that screen, mm-hmm. you know, that the truth of, of who I am as a man, as a person, um, was shown. I mean, this is my legacy, you know. My children have to watch this, and I had to be able to suck it up and say, well, I would have to tell them anyway if somebody was to speak about it. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just show them and, and, and tell them myself and sit down with them and watch it with them and, and be able to explain to them exactly what their father went through or their father was going through at the time. And I'm just grateful that, you know, I have a beautiful wife that, you know, was there to support me and um, make me feel like, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't need to be embarrassed about anything because life is life. And, you know, when you go through it, you know, you got to come out on the other side, either, either you, you're a loser or you're a winner. You know what I'm curious about? 
I know, Bobby, you've talked a lot about the hard scenes that you had to watch. But Alicia, how did you support him as they were replaying these moments in his life? Well, I would show up on set when he couldn't. <laughs> so that was a big support. Um, and of course, there were moments that were a bit much for me as well to relive, you know. But I really needed to be there to make sure they knew what happened. Yeah. And they knew how he felt or if they needed any more information. I mean, there were things when I was like, nope, you're, they're on the wrong side. No, I get it. So, so it was important because, again, you know, I know how important this is for him. And then those tender moments and those difficult times, I really wanted to just show them I was supportive and they were reenacting this correctly because, of course, they were going off of what we what gave we them. Give, and at times them. that was hard for Bobby. So I would, I'm real kind of detail oriented. So like certain things like that. But um, I gave him support. I gave him space. I gave him I just made sure he was at home with the kids and his mind wasn't really where it didn't need to be or need to go. And that everything went well and just kind of assured him that everybody was on point. And um, if not, you know, uh, he he knew that we had conversations about it. And um yeah, I was just very proud. I come proud. down to the set with my pajamas and my slippers on. <laughs> no, I wasn't allowing that. <laughs> You're like, hey, get back hey, in. I heard, I heard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would wait till the end of the day to go over all of that with him. <laughs> but he was he was very trusting with that with myself and and I don't speak for my husband in any way, but I definitely listened to him a lot. So I was there to make sure that what he said was conveyed. I always say when you're married and you really gel, you are each other's diary. Mm. No need to write it down. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes, so I love yes. hearing you guys I like say that. the way you put That's that. very yeah. nice. I love you. editor. I love editor. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you. No, but it's really true. You know, like I always, you yeah, know, absolutely. like I, my favorite thing with my husband is like the phone is ringing. I'm like, it's my dad. Yeah, you, you answer. Know. You know what to do. That's mm -hmm. your person. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Yeah. Can you tell us quickly I'm how y'all met? How it's you... a meet cute. I like to call it a meet cute. Mm -hmm. You know, like in the movies. Mm -hmm. I heard you guys have a, a meet cute. Mm -hmm. Give yeah. us the tea. We can't tell that. Oh, it's is like, it a spoiler? So, is it the I next book? It's a little spoiler. Okay. No? I don't think I mean, most it's, people it's, really it's, know. It's, 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 Go ahead. You tell what we've already told and then keep um, the little. Well, just let's just say before I, I, I got with. Um, you know, anybody, you know, me and her knew each other. You know, we were friends. And um, we used to hang out. Go, I, I turned them on to sushi, her, her and her girlfriends. <laughs> they were a dance For team. Real? And and I had a friend. Her, he was the we, cultured one. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. He was yeah. the travel. Yeah, yeah. He was the world travel. <laughs> I love it. But we, had a, we have a mutual friend that passed away. And um, the first time me and Alicia had really hung out and, you know, her crew, my crew, and we were just hanging out in Los Angeles, and and our girl Tiffany was giving a, a pool party, <laughs> and I was like, you know, yo, y'all want to come with us? Mm -hmm. We're going up to, you know, to my friend's pool party. So we go up to the pool party, and we, we all hung out, and we just hit it off, you know. Um, everybody had fun, and her and Tiffany... Mm -hmm. became like best friends best friends and it was just like you know to see that and know that me and tiffany were mm -hmm. we were tight too mm -hmm. from her being in a dance crew and me being a dancer and my dancers and 
We just had fun throughout Hollywood at young at a young age. I mean, she probably was too young to be hanging with us, but <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, she's very much mature. You know, so um, we had a lot of things in common. We just, had a lot I'm of gonna, things in common. We were da- I was dancing, and he was also obviously performing. And there was a f- infamous dance studio in Los Angeles that where he would rehearse for tours, we might be rehearsing for other things and different performances. And we met there again with mutual friends. Like one of the guys who worked on his tour was dear friends with the girl who I danced with. And in the end, another one of my dearest friends and his closest friend. My best friend. And my best friend, but not Tiffany, another one. They ended up getting together and were inseparable to the point that Bobby was like sick because he had never had a guy leave him before for someone. Okay, <laughs> like in the you like I'm Bobby Brown. It was. I mean, we grew up in Boston. Me and him had grown up in Boston together, and, and I took him out, and we was all on tour, traveling and we was the traveling the world and going every place. And then all of a sudden, we get to Los Angeles, and he meets her girlfriend. Yes. And decides he doesn't want to tour no more. He wants to stay here in Los <laughs> Angeles. And this is, wait, this is my best friend that was, you know, traveling with us. And um, it was just like, how how dare you? You know, how dare you fall in <laughs> fall love in with love. somebody? You know, so it was how just dare like. dare you find happiness? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just, I was mad at her for a long time. And I was just like, you know what? So silly. Every time I would come back to Los Angeles, I, I, I'd, I'd call I, I'd call JR and, and be like, yo, JR, all right, I need you to get Alicia here because, you know, um, this ain't right. You know, you somebody got to talk to you. <laughs> and I was trying to get him to come back on tour. but We were inseparable yeah. then because our friends were connected. We were connected. We were always around each other. And that was the beginning. That was of the beginning. Definitely our friendship. And, um, and then you'll have to watch the film and see how we reconnect again. See, this which is, is where I cool. need more because I've only seen the first night. Right. Okay. Okay. So you gotta, you gotta wait. I, I gotta wait. You gotta wait. I will. I just know the universe it's, obviously brought you back together. It. it definitely it's does. It's worth waiting. I love for. it. And speaking of just you know connection and the universe and spirit, I want to talk a little bit about spirituality because you guys are mm-hmm. always giving the glory to God. Mm-hmm. You know for Absolutely. where you are and where you've come from and what you have together. Your beautiful children. So can you talk a little bit about how faith is the center of your marriage? Because it's clear. Oh yeah. Just from following. Oh, yeah. you. Um, well, you can't do anything without God. You know, you, you can't wake up in the morning. You can't go to sleep. You know, and mm-hmm. if you're going to sleep with the right person. And you're going to wake up in the right frame of mind in mm. God's life. Yes. So um, I'm just thankful that I, I, I have that connection with her that um, we believe in the same thing. We're spiritual. Mm. You know, we mm-hmm. don't we don't choose a religion. We choose we choose to believe and in our higher power. You know, mm-hmm. the person that has brought us all here, the person that made the trees, the mm-hmm. the spirit that has 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 brought life into everything that we look at and see um we walk in gratitude absolutely that's so important for us you know it's all about agape which is all love all things and you know that comes from you know mind body and soul Mm -hmm. so it's all connected and it's really nice obviously when you find a partner that you're just in sync with on that that Mm -hmm. anything else just stop the struggle you got to be in sync there Absolutely. And definitely you have to pass that along for your children. So, yeah, for sure, we are um, a big believer in faith. Mm-hmm. 
Bobby, I've read that you called Alicia your piece. And that touched me. You said she's your piece. What? Is that a dime piece? My my happiness is is definitely, uh, it comes from, you know, us us falling in love. Um, Me finding real love. Me finding um, what I needed in my life to to transition to the next level of um, the man that I'm going to be, you know. Um, yeah, so she's my piece. She's my muse. She's, you know, she's my everything. My <laughs> ma- mama <laughs> <laughs> wife <Wife-a-ja>. um, <laughs> So before we wrap up, what is next? The tour? Tell us the album. Is there another book? Am I starting? Yes, you are. Oh, so we're super proud about this endeavor that we've been working on. It's called the Bobby Christina Serenity House. You can go to bobbychristinaserenityhouse.org. And we have a 800 hotline, which is fantastic for anyone who is in need in the situation in any kind of domestic violence, in fear of anything, any kind of abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse. You know, it comes in so many different forms. So we want it to obviously provide services immediately for you. So if you call 1-844-444-BKSH, so there's a lot of fours, 1-854-BKSH for Bobby Christina Cerny House, there'll be somebody that'll direct you and help you immediately. Uh, we definitely know that there are resources out there, but there needs to be more. This epidemic is really terrifying, sad, and for us, a big loss, and we have to deal with this daily. So domestic violence, we want to make people more aware that it's a conversation, that you're not alone, and that it is not okay. It's not okay. Absolutely. Please speak out, and please reach out. You know, tell your best friend, tell somebody, tell a stranger, if you feel more comfortable telling a stranger, Mm -hmm. we're often victims do we want there to be more survivors than victims so we are working on having opening transitional homes where obviously we can help them get out of the scenario then put them somewhere where they can heal and that is in so many different ways you know with therapy with love with practice with tools with prayer Mm -hmm. you know we know it's you can't really resolve things in 30 days you know that you've been living with for a lifetime so we are providing services that will help you make this shift in your life and not go back to abusive relationships so that's what the bobby christina serenity house is all about we have um, a chapter in los angeles one in atlanta and looking forward to our one in Boston just to be the starting places of our homes. And um, we need everyone's support. And if you're passionate about it or if you know anyone in this um, situation, situation, please reach out to us. You know, we're there. We have um, a gala coming up that we're super excited about. November uh, 15th, we're having a golf tournament. We had our first annual gala on Bobby Chris's birthday, which will be every year, March 4th. And that's super fun. And, you know, um, we're just trying to give back and survive, you know, our family. Just really give back. Thank you. Thank you for that. And that hotline is everything because you never know when someone needs it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's 24 hours. So, absolutely. Of course. That's the main thing. You know, when you're in a situation, you, you really sometimes you don't know what to do. You know, but you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Please reach out. And for people that know of someone who is in a situation like that, mm-hmm. 
just show them your support and give mm-hmm. them your love and show them that you care. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have to we have to stay a community mm-hmm. in this, and you know, take, it's going to take the whole community to help out. Yeah. This didn't start yeah. yesterday, so this has been you know a lifetime of of just abuse on women and men mm-hmm. and children and we need to we need to put a stop to it we want to break that cycle you know it's a condition yeah. and yeah. so it's not to people don't understand how to handle things people have mental illness people have drug addictions there's numerous things that have effect but it affects the entire family mm-hmm. so you know it's we want to break that cycle and we want to provide the tools for men and women and for families wow that's amazing you guys thank, thank you. you for that thank you for that now, and what was I supposed the to tour <laughs> the tour which i'm oh, very okay. excited for okay. <laughs> and i hear you have a new yeah. song that's yes. going to be in yeah. the movie yeah. yes um so we have a new song that's coming with the movie um it's called like bobby um and we have the tour that's coming up which is uh, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, a.k.a. R-B-R-M. We hit tour on September 6th, and wow, we'll be out for the first, first installment is 29 dates, and we plan to keep it going and going overseas and doing what we have to do, what we love to do. The single was done by myself. Manager. Uh, <laughs> My <picture>. uh, <laughs> Teddy Riley and... Uh, Babyface, and um, it's just it's it's a hot you know up tempo song that um, is gonna get me back in the clubs. Yeah. I mean, One of not my me physically back in the clubs. Nah, cause, nah, nah. Because we'll be I'm, I'm, I'm not in clubs no more. I'm too old. You just drive by clubs. Right? Yeah, yeah, I just you know I just want to make sure they playing the song. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is, and I know it's in a clip a lot. Uh, when you go to Teddy Riley's house and you start uh, pop locking, uh-huh. did that really happen? Like you just heard the music yeah. and you were just yeah, yeah. Okay. Going down to Harlem was was something different for me and being in the projects with Teddy and Aaron, and we were just all in there in this hot little place, and it was just like I was when when we heard the music, we heard the music, and I started dancing and we started, you know getting gritty and grimy with it. <laughs> and then it was just like, wait, it's way too hot in here. And Aaron took me on a train to Brooklyn. Ooh. Now, I had never been on a New York City train. <laughs> and we had our Walkman on. You know, we was listening to, you know, the groove, and we was just trying to think of how we're going to bring pull this song off. You know, we want it to be hip-hop. We want some rap. We want it to be rap and R&B mixed together. Yeah. And we was trying to figure out how we was going to do that. And what better way to do it than getting on a train, going to Brooklyn, and then coming back. You know, we got some air. Then they locked me in this little bathroom <laughs> in Harlem. And <laughs> this just gets we started writing the lyrics, you know, just back and forth, just back and forth. And it was just, it was surreal because, you know... Um, me and Teddy had planned on working together so long ago, and it was just like, okay, we finally get a chance to do it, and we got to do it here, in this apartment. In the project. <laughs> in the project. this hot. But it, I, I mean, it the sound, the sound was, you know, what it was. It was, it was gritty. It was, you know, 
It was real. It was, it was new Jack Swing. It was. We're not complaining. And speaking of, thank you both for your time and thank just for you. being thank here. Thank you for having, for having us. us. And for sharing those beautiful babies in your life on Instagram. Oh. I have to say, you know, we're all hooked. <laughs> oh <laughs> so thank you for giving <laughs> it to the fans, you know? We can't help it. We're hooked too. Yeah. And it, we miss them. When yeah. we're away from them, it's like, you know, you a lot know, of FaceTime. It's a lot of, like she said, it's a lot of FaceTime. Oh yeah, thank y'all for FaceTime now. Oh yeah, I, know, I don't huh? even. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, no. I'm hooked on Marco Polo. That's like oh, Marco, video. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Oh yeah, our, one of our our daughter Bodie, who's only three, loves, to loves Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. Everyone so through our phone, like she goes through. She goes We're through like, our phone. Who are you and she talking just Marco to? Marco Polo's anybody. Oh my god, with the helium voice. I know my niece is always trying to put the little. He, Corey, I got to put you on. Okay. It's like video walkie-talkie. Exactly. But oh, it's amazing. Okay. No, my daughter Thank likes Snapchat. Oh, but that too. Oh, Snapchat. Yeah. That's another thing. Thank you. Thank you, Thank guys you so ladies. I'm so glad to see you guys again. Thanks to our guests, Bobby and Alicia Brown. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversations with Angela Bassett, Lena Wade, and Sherry Shepard. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. On Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us there, where it counts. Thanks to our producer, Stephen Stylos, audio engineer, Shakita Pascal, and Tiffany Ashate, and Gold Standard Creative for our music. See you next week. Bye.